This is the Why We Travel Podcast, the podcast dedicated to those who want to explore the world on their terms. Each week, you'll hear from amazing travelers and experts sharing their best travel stories from the road. Listen to their unique travel experiences and get insider tips about their favorite destinations. Whether you're an experienced world nomad or just getting started, this podcast will inspire you, improve your travel skills, change the way you travel, and motivate you to get out and see the world. Discover the art of independent travel and meet fellow travelers in our online community. Now, let's get into it with your host and world traveler, Claus Louder. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Why We Travel podcast. Today, our travels will take us to Portugal, better said to the city of Porto in the far north of Portugal. As an expert on the city today, with me is Desiree Williams. She is a solo female traveler and a visual content creator who creates, who resides in Virginia, United States. In 2021, she decided to document all the beauty of solo traveling and created also an IG account. And she traveled domestically and internationally and showcases affordable travel destinations to her viewers. Her passion is to create stories that encourage people to finally book the trip they have been dreaming of. And while she's not traveling, she's an aviation geek, a huge foodie, and she loves to listen to live music. So let's welcome Desiree to the show. Hi, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. First question, as always, what's your first childhood memory when it comes to traveling? I was born in Germany. Both of my parents are military, so that's how I was born in Germany. So I actually came to the U.S. at the age of two. Of course, I don't remember that. But at six years old, my parents got stationed back in Germany. And so that is my first memory of actually traveling. I lived abroad in Germany from the age of six to the age of 10. So that was amazing to have early part of my childhood to be in a foreign country, a different country. So that way I could study the culture because in my school, we did have to take German. Now, do I speak German now? No, nine. No, I don't. But we did have to take German while I was there. And My parents made sure that me and my brothers, we got a chance to experience a lot of Germany. We traveled a lot and we were able to get the food, go outside the economy, went shopping. We went to festivals, concerts, things like that. So that is my earliest memory of traveling when I was six. Okay, so you got the travel bug very early in your life. Let's talk about Portugal. When was your journey or your travel to Portugal? When was that? It was October of 2022, so it was... Just this past winter, I went there. It was a trip where I did a piggyback trip. I went to Portugal and I also went to Madrid, Spain. So I did a two for one because I love when I go to Europe to go ahead and go to a different country to experience it because it's so cheap to hop on a flight and just go to a whole different country. Okay. Now, Portugal is a beautiful country and it's the north as well, obviously well known, the city of Porto. Tell me a little bit about what was your first impression when you arrived there? Okay, so when I first got there, I actually took public transportation. So that was my first impression of how well, how clean, and how just easy it was to navigate on the train or the metro system. In the United States, it's not so easy, I should say, and not so cleanly. But over in Portugal, it was just easy and they had people attendants there that would help you to say, hey, what is it that you need? Where are you going? And they helped you to say, maybe you should get the day pass, which is good because it saved me a lot of money. It was only seven euros. At that time, the euros and the US dollar were even. 
So for seven euros, I got a chance to get a day pass and I was able to get to my hotel. And then when I checked in, the process was really easy. And then I stayed in Gaia, actually. I didn't stay in Porto. I stayed in Gaia, which is probably about 10, 15 minutes outside of Porto. But it was, when I say beautiful, very, very beautiful, beautiful country. Okay. What are the highlights in Portugal? So what should people do and see when they visit the city? Definitely, you should do a walking tour. I always recommend that if you go to another country, there are free walking tours. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say those particular walking tours, but I'll just say look up walking tours, the free ones, because people don't know that you can actually book those. And then at the very end, you give the people, your tour guide, you give them a tip of how much you think that the tour was worth. I find that with the free walking tours, they go to places in the city that a lot of the tours you pay for won't go because it's like they want to show you the good and the bad of the city. That is what I did. And that's what I recommend that you do a walking tour. So that way you're able to navigate when you first get there. Definitely also when you get there, ask the locals where to eat. That is one thing I always do. I am not a person. I'm a huge foodie, by the way. I do not go to the local mom and pop big restaurants. I love to go to the local food places and do things like that. But while I was staying in Gaia, I will say that I went down, I took the train and I went down to where all of the Porto wine is made. It's an area down there where the big ships and the boats are. And you can do like the seven bridge tour, which I highly recommend that as well. But I went down there and I just sat and had a glass of Porto wine, which is amazing. A glass of Porto wine and I just sat there and I just looked at the water and I just took in the experience. So I definitely recommend you do that. If you're staying in Porto, head over to Gaia, head over to Montesino. I hope I'm saying that right. Head over to different parts of Portugal. So that way you can experience so much more than just what Porto has to offer. But get on the metro, explore. I can 100% vouch for the walking tour. I do walking tours all over the planet. I have done the one in Porto myself and it was really, really good. And as you said, they show you the good, the bad, and not necessarily the ugly, but they show you different aspects of a city that you usually would not see. Now, in Porto, I know that the bridge is one of the highlights there. Have you been on the bridge? Did you walk over the bridge? I did walk over the bridge. Where I was staying, it wasn't that far. So getting on the metro, one of the stops on the metro is at the bridge. So I was able to walk the bridge. Also in downtown Porto, I went to the bookstore. It's known as the famous Harry Potter bookstore. You must say that. J.K. Rowling is the author who did the Harry Potter books. I was told that she actually got her inspiration for the books while writing in that bookstore. So it's an amazing, amazing bookstore. It's so beautiful, so full of architectural just goodies, as I should say. If you buy your ticket, I always suggest buy a ticket online. Do not buy your ticket at the door. If you buy your ticket online, the $5 of that ticket will go towards if you purchase a book in the inside. So definitely do that. And you get to skip the line. The line is always long to get inside of that bookstore. So skip the line. Also, they have a lot of good eateries in that area. I hate that I don't know. It's a church. It's one of the main points in Porto. And it goes really high. I think it's like 244 steps. I went inside and I climbed it. But the view at the top was amazing. It's one of those views that you just absolutely can't pay for. Like to take pictures of it does no justice. You have to see it for yourself. Okay. 
Tell me about what was your interaction with the locals? Do they speak English? What was the kind of impression what you had from what the locals feel about all the visitors coming to town? I will say this. They didn't bother me or say anything to me. They weren't rude. They were just the most chill, nonchalant people. Like, it's one of those places that I've been to where I really didn't have a lot of interaction with the locals until I went inside of a restaurant or I asked a question. Not a lot of them spoke English, so I always use Google Translate or try to do a couple of words. So I did use Google Translate a couple of times when I was ordering my food because some things got lost in translation. But unless I said something to them, everybody kind of mind their business. They were in their own little lanes and going about their own day. And I enjoyed that. To me, it was just walking down the street and you just felt so safe. It's definitely one of the safer countries that I've been to. I felt completely 100% safe there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I wanted to touch on the topic of safety, specifically as a female traveler. But I reckon Portugal is not really a issue there. They one of the safest countries worldwide. And they tell you more often than not. In my time there, I was told so many times without asking. <laughs> they came over yeah. and said, listen, do you know that Portugal is one of the safest countries in the world? So thanks for letting me know. When it comes to pricing, what kind of budget should you think of when you go to Portugal or to Porto? It is in the mid-budget to me. I always feel like you should travel during off-season. Always check that. Always check to see when is a good time to travel. So that way you can get the best deal. You don't want to go during a time where there's a lot of tourists. And a lot of people will go during the summer or spring break or things like that. I definitely feel as though the fall around September to late October is a really good time to go because the weather is really nice. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. And like I said, the euro to the US dollar was spot on. It all depends how long you're staying. That too, where you're staying, how long you're staying, you have to factor all of that in. But to me, it was a fairly inexpensive trip because the hotel that I stayed at, it was not a resort. I don't normally stay in resorts. I usually do like boutique hotels and I got a really good deal on it. And the food, I will say the food was a little bit pricey. I will say that. But as far as attractions and things to do, it was pretty inexpensive as long as you're like buying your tickets online. And if you definitely use public transportation, that's going to save you a lot of money. I did a lot of walking. Be prepared for the hills in Portugal. The hills are no joke. <laughs> no joke. So yeah, if you can save some money, I would definitely save money on booking everything online ahead of time stay in accommodations to where it's a little inexpensive, try to stay someplace to where you can walk or use the public transportation as well. Okay. You already touched a little bit on it. I want to touch on the topic of food. You said you're a big foodie. Were there specific things in the Portuguese cuisine that were really sticking out or something that you would recommend that people should try out? A lot of seafood when I was there. I did sea bass. I don't think that that's like really Portuguese, but the sea bass, oh, This sweet was so good. I hope no one's going to come into this. I did pizza one night, but it was a really good pizza place in Gaia that was down the street and it was absolutely amazing. There was another restaurant in Porto downtown where they had a lot of tapas. So if you want to do anything, they have a lot of little tapas that you can eat. And I'm trying to think of what was on. It was seafood based tapas. I'm a huge foodie, but at this Current time, I can't think of words to say what the food was. I just know the tapas, drink lots of Porto wine, have a Porto tonic with everything you order, everything. So with your Instagram account, you obviously want to motivate people and encourage them to go and travel and explore the world. 
Were there any particular stories on your journey or on your travels within Portugal that you had interactions with people or something funny that happened? Okay, so on my walking tour, it's so crazy because my tour guide, it was so funny. And we were walking and he was showing us everything. And we came over to the place where you get to one of the churches. And there were a lot of college students. You probably know what I'm going to say. But a lot of college students and all of these college students there are dressed in black cloak. If you've ever seen the Harry Potter movies, the kids in the Harry Potter movies have on this type of uniform. So, of course, when you're walking, it kind of looks scary that there's like this big group of teenage kids all dressed alike and it's hot outside in these black cloaks, these dresses. And you're just like, wait, what? When you don't know the story, you're like, wait, what's going on? And so the tour guide was like, don't be alarmed. This is actually the traditional dress of the college students. They do not have to dress that way. They choose to dress that way. And so it was during that time, it was like a rush week, meaning that a lot of the department, whether you're in the medical field or if you're in the engineering field, the kids had different color bandanas on like yellow and red and things like that. So it was chanting. They were doing a lot of singing and chanting and wearing this. And us as tourists, we're looking like, what is going on? The tour guide was like, it's not a cult. <laughs> They're not a cult. So that was one of the highlights of my trip, seeing all of these kids walking around with this outfit on and thinking, oh my goodness gracious, it's the Harry Potter kid. But like I said, the author of those books got a lot of the inspiration while she was in Portugal. I thought okay. that was cool. Amazing story. It tells you that every time you travel, you learn something new. Um, uh, tell me about where can people find out more about you? Okay, so I'm on Instagram. It's desire underscore the number two underscore travel 79. Also, I'm on TikTok and it is desire Henry, the number one. I don't have any other social medias, just those two social medias. If you inbox me, if you DM me, I will answer any questions that you have. And if I can't answer it, I will find out because I do have a lot of people who I call my travel brothers and sisters in the community. And there's places I haven't been that they have been. So if you're looking to experience a place, I can either get you in contact with them or if I've been to the place, I will definitely do my best to help you out and figure it out because I'm all about helping. I don't hold all the secrets. I'll tell you, there's no point of holding a secret. I feel everyone should get out and travel at least two times a year, at least two times a year. I 100% agree. I think we're on the same page with the love for Porto or for Portugal. Amazing country, amazing city. And also as travelers, we should always stick together. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I will put the links in the show notes. Then you're just one click away. And I hope a lot of people will reach out to you and to make new connections through that. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Klaus here. Before you leave, I have a question. Are you a traveler? Do you have a favorite travel destination or favorite travel experiences that you would like to share with the world? Then become a guest on the Why We Travel podcast. Simply message me and I will get you all the details for becoming interview guest. And then we take it from there. That's it for now. I see you in the next episode and have a great day.